You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of October 14, 2018, episode 96. From that city by the Sailor Sea, I am AJ Barce. And taking things one step at a time, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, over the course of 96, count them, 96 episodes, AJ and I have worked on making little changes here and there, tweaking the tweaks, tightening the screws. And eventually, we found ourselves with a pretty skookum show, wouldn't you agree? Continuing our Word of Note series, we're examining a word from the land of the rising sun that describes continuous improvement. It's Kaizen time, y'all. This is the Bellingham Podcast. I'm finding my inner zen. Chris, how you doing? Mellow. AJ, how about you? I'm doing well now that we have officially got this show on the on the roll here. Yes. So if you've been wondering why we didn't have an episode last week, that was some serious Kaizen difficulties. Technical in nature, yes. Technical in, in difficulty. And what's funny is on when we when we initially recorded last week, which we normally do, uh, we synced our mics, we did everything we normally did, and lo and behold, my my phone didn't record the show via the mic. It it did the internal mic. And I, it was funny. We didn't catch any of it. I didn't start notice it until I started editing. And what I found funny is at the end of that episode, like we do our little witty banter at the end. If you yes. haven't noticed, that's not scripted. That's literally how we end the show. And Chris and I have some sort of note that we end on. And I had said at the end of that episode, I find it funny that when, as we do an episode on Kaizen, incremental uh, change, continuous change, good change, we never, we never really tweaked anything. We didn't change. We just did a normal episode. It was destiny that after not one, folks, not twice, but now three recordings of Kaizen episode, we're finally on the shtick and hopefully this one sticks. Yeah, Kaizen's got a number, but you know what? Out of 96 episodes, oh my goodness, that's a lot. Uh, give us a little bit of credit. <laughs> we, we, we got a good setup going on here and eventually the little gremlins have their way. But boy, howdy, do we have, you and I have talked about Kaizen for about two hours now. So let's get 30 minutes underway here. Yes. So Kaizen, uh, Chris, what is it? It is a Japanese term of, in English translation, as we mentioned, continuous improvement. It's kind of a philosophy uh, to help ensure maximum quality, uh, eliminating waste and uh, improvements in, in efficiency. It may, was made popular in the 1980s decade by, I believe, the Toyota Motor Company in uh, their assembly lines to try to make a better product and a better workplace uh, optimization for their employees. And I believe they succeeded. And so, uh, yeah, I found a little bit of a infographic uh, on or some, some Japanese script on the web. And uh, we got a little picture of that in the show notes. Drink. Drink. And uh, pretty much Kai is a Japanese term for change. And a Zen, which of course is good because, you know, like Cheryl Crow said, the change will do you good. So anyway, I, I've been thinking about, you know, we've got a few months coming up uh, in, in, in the near future. We're going to be talking a whole lot about, well, some people will be talking a lot about resolutions for the new year. Um, that's a big thing where you try to take on a big project of losing a huge amount of weight or saving a huge amount of money. Well, what if we took it one step at a time, one little thing at a time, play little ball before you play big ball, as I've referred to in the past. So that's the the impetus, the genesis for this show. Yeah, and, and Kaizen, it kind of creeps into your wheelhouse as well. I mean, this is a big part of minimalism. It's a big part of just 
being efficient. One of the things that Kaizen kind of really tailors around is basically standardization, trying to find efficiencies by having the things that you don't have to constantly think about making a list or um, there's a, in the design world, there's a kind of a, a fork of Kaizen called 5S, which stands for sort, set in order, shine or sweep standardize and sustain or self-discipline. And also in, in Japanese, I believe the, they also have five S's. I think it's like Siri, Siton, uh, Siso, uh, Sikatsu, and Shitsu? Uh, Shitsuke. Yeah, something like that. I hope. Okay. Uh, sorry if I, I slaughtered the Japanese pronunciation, but these five S's, when you when you look at them, think about like uh, if you're sitting in your garage, and if you if you have one, right? And there's two kinds of garages. If you ever if you ever drive around the hood, right, and you know on a nice day, and everybody's got uh, their their garage doors open, there's two kinds of garages in your neighborhood. There's the one that looks well, uh, not to toot my own horn, but looks a lot like mine, which is very kaizen. Everything is sorted. It's organized. Usually every weekend or every other weekend, I'm sweeping out my garage, and w- everything is standardized. I can tell my wife exactly where my my three quarter inch SAE sockets are, you know, and everything is just. It, that is how it is. And uh, by the way, side note, I'm impressed that your wife is able to locate an SAE socket because <laughs> if you told me where it was, I wouldn't know what the heck an SAE socket was. So good on AJ's wife for that one. <laughs> well, I have, they're also color-coded, but that's a different story. But Color-coded anyway, works too. <laughs> give me the pink one. Uh, so no, so when you have the standardization, when you have things placed in order, everything is clean, everything... You can find that's the basis of efficiency. And then from there, you can find incremental tweaks. So, for instance, if you have something that does double duty, you know, a tool that can be used for two things that frees up more space, that should be you should be a fan of this concept and and so on and so forth. You see this in material design. You see this in industrial design. We see this in minimalism. It's just that the the impetus of a lot of this comes from the the concept of small and incremental change for the good. Yes. And uh, if you're to, to talk about the other type of garage, which is what I had uh, over a decade ago before I really you know, had to kick in out of necessity mm-hmm. uh, to living with less, uh, you wouldn't be able to park in your garage because there's so much stuff everywhere. You may know where everything is, especially in that one particular box with the uh, black Sharpie marker designation of number 17 has my uh, diploma from high school, but that's buried under like 500 boxes of stuff in your garage. That is a daunting task if you want to organize that garage and get it all cleaned up within one day. That's a lot of trips to the dump, the uh, donation station, or uh, eliminating or putting it elsewhere. Uh, What we are talking about is uh, doing one thing at a time, one box at a time, one SAE socket screw uh, (laughs) at a time to get it all color-coded, set up, and in the right place. Yeah, And, and the big thing around, like if you think of Kaiser, in not as a philosophy, but as a mindset. It's it, it's really, it's just, it's problem solving. Solve for X, right? You have a big task at hand, or you have something that is a final product, which I'll talk about in a second uh, on a project on my front, where you have this project and you think it is perfect. You've gotten everything exactly lockstep where it's at. And then in the back of your brain, you're like, hmm, what's, what if I did this, this one little thing? And that one little change, especially if you're in the design world or, or in the tech world, you know, we start seeing these little tweaks. And then all of a sudden, this thing that you thought was really good turns out to be a prototype. And it was a really good prototype, but it just got a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, we turn it up to 11, you know, mm-hmm. Go, riffing off the same thing in the tech world. You know, there's we kind of have this this other issue where 
I really wish Kaizen was applied more in our everyday devices. Like, look at your phone, okay? We have a device that has built-in obsolescence. Kaizen kind of really, if, if, if somebody uh, practices Kaizen, you really don't have built-in obsolescence. Everything has its place. Everything ha- is sorted. Everything can be incrementally changed for the better. Chris, I don't see that in our digital lifestyle. It's really tough. And in my experience, uh, I work with clients that when I'm kind of taking a look at their mobile phones and I'm mainly talking with the Android folks right now. Um, I've had an Android phone. I know how to use them. I know how to advise uh, and and fix them. Me too. Uh, Usually when I say, hey, let's go to your settings app on your phone, it usually takes a couple swipes both to the left and to the right to try to locate where that uh, settings uh, location is. And that's okay. Uh, Along the way, as we're swiping through screens, we'll see a bunch of games that maybe were one-off installs to uh, placate a youngster uh, on a road trip and uh, never got deleted. And so f- things in technology land get cluttered up mm-hmm. and you just kind of deal with it and you just realize, oh yeah, and your mind sees this app or in this location and just kind of moves on. The way that we can apply Kaizen to uh, our mobile devices, let's start with that. I mean, desktop computers, that's a whole nother four episodes that we can uh, do. But uh, for the most part, if you were to do one thing Right now, like if you want to take away from this show and as if you were to press and hold on one of those apps so they all start to jiggle or, or wiggle around or be able to move an app, if you worked on getting them all in one area, such as one screen or perhaps two screens, or take those seven little screens that you swipe back and forth trying to figure out where everything is and consolidate them into however many that's a big improvement. Now you have less thumb swipes, less thumb cramps you're going to be getting. Uh, and here's a great way to be able to make your f- device experience that much better. And you know what else makes that just so much better? You might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. On the low power of your FM dial. Community radio in the city of Kaizen excitement. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes you use your thumb to use a dial right. on, on a car stereo. Sometimes you use it on the analog radio. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, nice tie in there. I tried. Yeah. So along those same lines. So on the software side, like we can we can use the software as a tool to better sort and and get things organized. The other planned obsolescence that just drives me nuts with a lot of devices is the fact that. Um, instead of doing small incremental changes, which most devices get for a very short amount of time, then there's the entire big update. Like we go from 10 to 11 or 11 to 12. And all of a sudden that hardware that was working just fine on 10 doesn't work with 11. No. Why is that? Uh, Because that keeps us gainfully angsty. Uh, (laughs) It just happens. It's now like almost every six months after, after a hockey season. Uh, we will have some type of user interface update or some other thing that will confound us to where was that? I only have three steps to be able to do what I need to do. Now I can't find that second step. Arg. And so there needs to be a certain amount of flexibility, but also there needs to be a certain amount of dedicated time just to keep up Mm -hmm. Um, with not just with our technology, but also just in life. And, you know, I always want to go over on the analog side as we both do, but a thought had occurred to me as we're approaching our mobile devices with change. One thing at a time, let's, let's focus on the closet uh, that we keep our clothes and stuff in. A whole lot of seasonal clothes that were bought on sale on these great deals, uh, if they're not being used, one bag 
just one bag of stuff that you're not going to wear. You know you're not going to wear that uh, outfit. You know you're not going to wear that top, even though it looked great in on the rack in the store. Thanks, Chris. Yes. And if you were to take that and thank it for its service, hi, Marie Kondo, and uh, put that in a in a container, take it to your local donation station or a, a worthy cause nonprofit here in town, um, High Lighthouse Mission uh, and, and Agape uh, Women Care Shelter, um, and to donate these items, lessen your closet to have to work with, one step closer towards living uh, the optimal life of you know what you're wearing, and you're helping out others. Mm-hmm. And then you could treat yourself by getting your favorite beverage since you dropped off a little something, and you can get yourself a little something <laughs> in return. So uh, not just your tech, but you also got your wardrobe as well. Now you got two ways to be able to improve your life this weekend. So building off of that second thing, you, you mentioned a name, Marie Kondo. Yes. Um, or KonMari. Uh, who is that? What is that? And how does it plug into Kaizen? Marie Kondo is an author of a book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. It was really big in the teens decade, if you will. Uh, the past few years, she's created a movement. She's a Japanese or- professional organizer. And uh, I, I, AJ, we're in the wrong career. Um, <laughs> <laughs> being a technologist <laughs> to be able to make a career organizing people's things that's that's where it's that's at that's my wife's dream there job you right go. there uh, but anyways as as uh, i've read the book i've kind of uh, understood she is actually not very kaizen in approach she is about eliminating a lot of clutter from your life but it's got to be in one day everything you mm, can't you, she's, a, she's almost anti kaizen hmm. and that and the kanmari uh, phrase you mentioned is kind of like a, a Japanese phrase for this movement mm-hmm. of uh, eliminating and thanking uh, these things that you're not going to be using anymore for their service right. in your life. And um, to have that, you know, to see if there's a connection but uh, or not. And so the author of this book that has really created a worldwide movement in simplifying. And by taking an incremental approach, not only are we uh, making things better, but there's there's a beauty in its simplicity. And uh, when something gets better through change and improvement, uh, it, can, it can be uh, a win on many levels. So anyway, that's, that's Marie Kondo. Not quite a Kaizen uh, disciple. She's an all-in-one, right. get her done, uh, in one shot kind of uh, belief. But uh, yeah, I still give her props for what she's trying to do. Yeah, but I think also part of her ideology is like, you know, if you are stuck and you have a whole bunch of stuff or you're, um, you're daunted, you know, it is a good starting point to see her ideology because it, it, it is an incremental change to go from not doing anything to at least looking at her book and seeing what can be done that would fall into Kaizen. There are some inspirational parts, uh, in the book that, you know, some people just, there, there, there are those that have a state of overwhelm Mm -hmm. and they throw their hands up and they're like, it's just too much effort. Why should I even bother And, and just live uh, with this constraint of clutter and, and, and a lot of things regarding things. But we also have uh, our, our car, our vehicle. We've got that little rattle in our head. Well, there's a little something that can be done little by little, taking it to getting it looked at. Uh, we've, we've got some automobile issues in my family. I'm and sorry. So that's all right. These things happen as part of owning a vehicle. Uh, a planned obsolescence, well, instead of three years like a computer, it could be maybe seven to ten. <laughs> Anywho, uh, to be able to have that discipline here we go again. It's almost a, almost a drink word. In, in yeah, almost. I think one episode. more episode. One we'll, more episode. We'll, we'll put it get, on the, the podcast punch right. card. But to have the discipline to be able to acknowledge, 
yeah, I need to, I need to start somewhere. And you know, Nike said in the eighties, just do it. It's really tough to just do it. You got to be able to, you know, ramp up the, uh, to ramp up the get up and go Mm -hmm. and, uh, to take one thing, one thing at a time, one little victory at a time. And you just realize when you start and then you take a look at things and have the discipline two months later, let's just say December 1st or Black Friday uh, in November, look how far six or seven weeks can take you and where you've come since starting. There's a huge return on investment and you'll, there, I bet you, ladies and gentlemen, there'll be a noticeable change. Yeah. So dovetailing in what you just said, like the, the just do it part there, that is a daunting task. It like to, if you have a, uh, something that you wanted to achieve, the thing that I would throw out there is Kaizen's really built around small but measurable outcomes. You know, it's yes, the, or I guess the, another apt analogy to, to borrow from the land of the rising sun is it's not really the destination, but the journey, yes. you know, um, building upon all of that in whatever you're trying to, um, get to nothing is insurmountable and nothing can't be um, changed for the better. Mm-hmm. So dovetailing into what you were saying about, you know, losing weight, something that I've been working on for three months, exactly to the day of this recording, your Kaizen it has been my Kaizen of, uh, not just losing weight, but being more fit, um, being more healthy and eating healthier. And a lot of it came from, as I've mentioned in several episodes, drink my, my son has a lot of allergies. And so and something else I'd mentioned in a couple episodes back was, you know, parents, we kind of get to, and I'm not pointing fingers. I, I, I mean, if, if my kid was able to, 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 to do this, I would probably fall in the same boat. But as parents, we kind of get a little bit lazy at the end of the day where it's like, here's mac and cheese or here, just eat this. And I'd said several episodes back that, you know, if there's some food that I've seen like for made for kids that we don't eat. You know, like we don't or eat, we shouldn't eat or we shouldn't eat. We don't we shouldn't eat mac and cheese every other day. We shouldn't eat grilled cheese sandwiches every day. And I'm predominantly the, the cook in my household. And so for me to really understand um, what my son could and could not eat, um, that's tasty. I kind of had to put my, myself on the same diet he is because, you know, I'd like to cook with heavy cream. Unfortunately, he can't eat that. So how do I get around that? I can't use cheese. I can't use all of these things that are usually kid friendly. And so I went on this diet, diet in air quotes, um, uh, out of love of my, my son, but also I wanted to get healthier. Um, because I was eating a ton of crap, you know, donuts, you know, a lot of convenience foods, a that lot may of be high foods. in calories and preservatives, not and- even just that, but high in sugar. And just the, the fact that they're processed, you know, th- anything that's processed, throw it out the window for nutrition. Like it is convenience. It's fast. And out of it, Kaizen kicked in and I noticed, you know, the, the joy of cooking came back to me because now I have fresh ingredients. I have quality ingredients. I'm not just buying, um, for instance, I'm not just buying like bell peppers out of a bag. You know, I actually went and selected each of the bell peppers I was using. Folks, you want to have something fun for the family? Yes. Throw dough and make pizza. Ooh. And it's interesting because something as simple in a college town that we are. Yes. Pizza is cheap. Pizza is efficient. And pizza is yummy. Now, here's the thing. If you have a lactose intolerancy in your family or you can't digest cheese or you can't do anything around the dairy, there are other cheeses, cheeses in air quotes, um, cheese substitutes that you can use that are just as tasty, that are vegan friendly. And 
you can make a pizza that everybody in the family can eat. And actually, if you get uh, behind this, you actually could make a pizza, give it to somebody who wouldn't know the wiser, and it tastes exactly like pizza. Because it smells tasty. It smells tasty. It's fresh. And it's fun to do. That's kind of the the modality I've been in for three months. Um, I've lost a ton of weight. I've gotten toned because I also still did my normal regimen of running and all the other activity that I do. You're looking like a a sexy beast as of late. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Hence why I was getting new tops the other day, Chris. (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) we did our, our two series before this, the Words of Note series that we're on. And that's when I started down this path. And yes, I wanted to lose weight. I mean, I, I am a little bit vain. I do want to look better. You'll go first. I'll go first. But I also wanted to know what my son's going through. And I also wanted to eat better because I, I recognized through this process that um, we eat a ton of crap. And on top of that, we kind of lose sight of where our food comes from. And I really wanted to go back to that. Or specifically how things are made, you know, uh, whether it's pizza or pick whatever your favorite, Hana teriyaki, yes, you know. Yes, are my favorite. <laughs> Love them. Um, I made sushi by hand. I yes. made, you know, and just getting in touch with that. Something else that I found about it is um, convenience foods usually have the, the benefit of we gain time, right? Mm-hmm. Realistically speaking, like short of literally going to a restaurant and getting something and bringing it back home, like... If you are home and hungry and then you make an order, it has to be delivered to you anyway. And if you're out in the suburbs like we are, it takes quite a while to get out there. For the amount of time that it takes for you to have a pizza delivered to you, you actually can make one at home. I kid you not. Uh-huh. Like, you know, in it, 20 minutes or less? In 20 minutes or less. Yeah. You know. I just I, I just had a thought occur to me. This isn't even on the show notes, but I'm 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 curious about this topic, folks. Um for those of you that are using fresh ingredients in creating a meal, mm-hmm. it may take a shorter time than meals created with preservatives because you got to bake them at high temperatures to be able to get rid of something that you shouldn't be ingesting and that your body <laughs> doesn't want. So by cooking something for 20 or 30 minutes, something that contains a lot of preservatives or a lot of impurities, uh, even though it's amazingly tasty, a fresh meal may not take that long. No. Something to think, food for thought. Food for thought. So so time kind of nullified itself, Um, same for same. The other thing that I, uh, a lot of the time that that this methodology, again, this is all stuff that I discovered out of practicing Kaizen. I was looking for incremental change. So with the other bit about this, time is about the same. Whether you order order in and it's delivered or you make it yourself, time is relative. The other thing is the pocketbook. Now, a lot of people say like, oh, eating fresh is a lot or, or eating vegan or eating vegetarian. You know, there's a high cost to it. Well, funny that I should bring that up because... In all actuality, after going this route of eating more fresh foods, eating more vegetables, folks, as opposed to buying pounds and pounds of meat, I've actually cut our, our uh, relatively speaking, we've our, our grocery bill as a family has been cut in half. Yeah, the perimeter of the grocery store is often a lot less expensive than the interior, huh? Yeah, you get a lot more and it goes a lot longer. Yeah. Um, funny thing, uh, you know, good on you for uh, working on... Um, curating and optimizing your diet and your food prep because if you were to create something tasty and gooey for yourself and then uh, do something different for your son, you're actually doing two 
prep work job. So in the mm -hmm. Kaizen world, you're actually optimizing and making one to take care of both. So you're, you know, good on good on you for leveling up uh, in your in your diet, and we'll look at all the gain benefits you've gotten out of it. That's a, you, you, you're the lack, the less of you that there is to love right now in, in your weight <laughs> loss. The less of you to be able to hug is a measurable uh, outcome for. Uh, what the success you've had from starting a couple series ago, a couple months ago, right? Right. Very good. So, so the, there's a there's bringing it home as a, as an example, you know, of of the practice that you know Chris and I talk about on these shows. So, you know, it's not that we're picking a topic or picking a word because it sounds hip or huga. Um, you know, we're doing it because, like we say time and time again on the show, we'll go first. Yeah, and we'll try something out. For me, uh, the technology is really a, a, a way too much a part of my life and I need to do something about it. But over the years, uh, being a, a professional technologist with access to a lot of resources and a lot of high speed uh, downloadable activity, I have accumulated over a decade plus a, a horde, and I use that term um, you know, purposefully, uh, a horde of files and a horde of data that is stored in cloud Everywhere, places. cloud places, and, and you name it, I got them there. And I, I experienced data overwhelm. How do I streamline this? I mean, this I can use the search functionality in my brain cells to be able to pinpoint if I need this document. If is almost a, one, the key word there. But if I was to take one folder and rename them or decide, do I really need this document from 2011, seven years ago? I may not. And so by eliminating the waste, eliminating the unnecessary, and to take one folder at a time when time permits, I'm able to get a little bit cleaner of a setup, lighter. I, I go down a belt size in my cloud storage <laughs> after a while. Or you're uh, making your garage parkable for your vehicles as opposed to having it you know, crammed full of boxes. Exactly. And, and my brain space doesn't have to figure out now where the heck is that particular Word document or that particular PDF file that I'm wanting to get. I now, by renaming and recategorizing and re working on my folder taxonomy, that's been the biggest challenge for me in, in incremental gains is to be able to come up with that streamlined method. That standardization of Kaizen. Yes. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that I talk about in some of the classes that I uh, present and a couple of uh, the, the technolo professional technology work that I do, where I try to get people on a path where they can do this as well. Uh, when they're experiencing overwhelm, I'll go first. Absolutely. So, uh, now, if you wanted, if you want to get some encouragement on uh, these one step at a time kind of one one thing at a time gains, there's a couple apps out there because we are all about apps. Yeah, technology is a tool. It is a tool, and here are a couple tools. Maybe not color coded, uh, but you know they're icon uh, icon. Uh, they're colors. they can be pretty. They can be. Uh, we're mainly talking to the Apple users right now in Androidville. If you were to talk about um, productivity or or something like that, the Android Play Store may have something for you. But what I found to be really helpful is an app called Productive, in which at uh, you can designate what you want to do, like one box, sorted one box uh, a day and or a week. And if you touch that, I, uh, the little circle, ding, you got uh, a streak going. You do that once a day. You drink eight ounces of water a day, boom. That's a nice way to keep yourself hydrated so you don't have to deal with those sodas that are so easily obtainable. If you do uh, something where you move one app or delete one app from your phone, hmm, what a challenge. If you have that and hit the, the button on productive, uh, you can start seeing a lot of a trend 
of what you're doing. And these little one-off little things can turn into a pretty big routine after a couple weeks, as you've noticed with your diet and your waistline. Mm -hmm. Another app that I found to be pretty cool is called Streaks. Yeah. No, it's not for those of you that like to run around naked. It's Moving on. <laughs> but it's available also in the App Store. It's a way of tracking your incremental progress on various uh, short wins. Let's go for short wins. Let's not go for the big game. Let's go for the little little battles here and there. And these are a couple apps, productive and streaks that might be uh, helpful along the way. So something I also would add into that is let's say maybe maybe technology or being more disconnected is part of your uh, habit or your your something that you're trying to incrementally change, do less of. Yeah. Uh, maybe you want less reminders and less notifications and whatnot. Uh, something that's helped me through my process is just carrying a journal, which big shock, I do that anyway. But having, because dovetailing um, to our first episode of this, this series, while I, while I hygge, uh I usually have my journal and that's my check-in. You know, uh, I'm disconnected. I have my plan of attack, you know, as it were. Um, and I, I can check in with myself that way. Just having some, having a mo mode of accountability, just like we talked about in the past with all of our other um, topics that we've covered, you know, whether you're using productive or streaks or just keeping a simple checklist, mm -hmm. like on your fridge, if you're trying to eat healthier, maybe you've got a list on your fridge of like vegetables that you need to buy as opposed to lunchables that you're buying. Um, but have some sort of accountability because otherwise you won't be able to measure the little incremental strides that you're making. Very small investment, but the investment that you're going to have is to write this stuff down and create a log, yep. a, no, a, a quantifiable, measurable log of your activities. And you're going to be like, hey, attaboy, girl, I made it through six days of not doing fill in the blank. Right. Or I made it through six days of doing something that's mm -hmm. uh, kind of important as 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 non-headline-making as it is. It's those right. little things during the day. Right. So to, to wrap up the show, when you look at Kaizen, it's not just about uh, being uh, an entrepreneur and trying to figure out the next big thing and you're going to use this Kaizen. Chris and I are trying to bring this home just personally. You know, this is a methodology that just helps you become a little bit better in whatever it is for you. Yep, We're not exactly. telling you what it is. Just try to be incrementally better because... Uh, rising Tides floats all boats. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let us know how you're doing with this. Area code 201-731-8324. That's 201-731-TECH. Uh, leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear how things are going in your incremental Kaizen approach to uh, optimizing your life and making things a little bit cleaner. Domo arigato. So that wraps up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us on your favorite podcast app of choice. Or if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low incremental power. Community Kaizen Radio here in the heart of the city of subdued excitement. And on that note, take care of yourself, everyone. I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thank you once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. Okay, this podcast is definitely the most incremental change. Three recordings later, I think we got it. I sure hope I hit record. Mm -hmm.